and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Time to welcome in Craig Bowlerjack. His weekly interview presented by University of Utah Health, trusted health care provider for the Utah Jazz family and yours. Bowler, good morning. Hey, DJ, PK. How are you? Great. Bowler, I think we have been impressed. Maybe a little surprised, but not too much. Don't oversell that. At uh, the Jazz getting on this six-game win streak. I guess not surprised that they've had a six-game win streak. If you said at the start of the year, do you think the Jazz will have a six-game win streak? A lot of people would have said yes. But it's come so quickly and so easily after a rough patch where they lost two games in New York. They could have won either one or both of them, I think. That's what people thought when those games tipped off. Right. And then it didn't work out that way. I don't want to say it's as easy as flipping a light switch because it's not, but it does seem like it happened pretty quickly. Any explanation for what brought it together and they went from, how could they lose those games in New York like that to, wow, they look awesome. <laughs> how, how did we make that turn oh, so quickly? That, that's, that's really, you're, it's, it's what I heard you know, from everybody. I can't believe it, New York, you know, what happened. Um, we don't, we're not, uh, we're really not that good. But yes, all of a sudden, you said it, the light switch turned on. You know what? You know, I always say from my chair, but, you know, from my from my observation, it's just you've got balance. You've, you've had defense that started all this, and then the three-point shot of the offense. And then, of course, you get the, um, you get the debate of does defense start offense or does offense start defense. It's really a combination in my book. Uh, and you see the energy that comes from that. And – DK, DJ, honestly, I'm still amazed of just the, the, the power of the three ball and the energy that it brings. You know, you get it when you start it early, and I think that's been a key here, too, is that the Jazz have been able to start games that, you know, I think lay the foundation of dominance and also just the tempo that they're running with. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pieces to this moving part, but, Conley, comfortable. Donovan starting to really find, you know, his groove in his fourth year. And then Boyan, slow start, the injury, I think working through it mentally and now finding his, you know, his comfort level and his confidence. And all of a sudden, too, the bench has played a big part uh, during this streak as well. Clarkson's, you know, has just been a dynamic player. And George Niang, um, that's a name that struggled, right? In the first uh, six games of the season, you wondered what was up. Uh, he went through what he told us, a little meditation. And all of a sudden, uh, he's been a spark as well with favors. So it's really a combination of all of this. And this team just seems to be, uh, you know, balanced, confident. And that's what it has, what you have to have. Plus, they're healthy. Joe's back after sitting out four games uh, with the sore Achilles, and he didn't miss a beat um, the other night against uh, against the, the Pelicans. So when I look at this team this year versus last year after 10-11 games, I see significant differences, and I think I can pinpoint as to why it is. Maybe I can't pinpoint as to why they lost those couple of ball games in New York, but I can pinpoint why it is better now. And I look at it, because it's basically the same cast of characters. You just added or re-added Derek Favors. Not added, but re-added. Everybody else is literally the same. And you, Donovan, you can put him on any team anywhere on the planet, and he's going to be a star. Already a 
so it doesn't really matter with him. But I look at Conley, all right? You already used the word that I've been using all along. He's just simply more comfortable. And I think that's what it boils down to is that guys are more comfortable slash familiar with their roles. Joe Ingles last year coming off the bench, and he said this. I asked him this very question. He acknowledged it last year uh, after had prior been starting then he's in a new role now he's not in a new role he's in a role that he already was in so you add to that comfortability factor and then you look at Boyan obviously all sorts of familiar with what he needs to do and I think last year at this time maybe I'm misremembering but Niang was sort of in and out as far as playing time well now he knows hey he's probably going to get 15, 16 minutes, and you're going to get an opportunity to do your thing. So just the familiarity of everything compared to this time last year has led to a team that compared, even though they're the same guys, is a lot better. You know, with Niang too, PK, remember Jeff Green and Ed Davis, uh, Ed was finally, right. you know, uh, put to the bench, and that allowed Tony Bradley to get minutes, but Jeff, uh, his departure really allowed George Niang to, to know his role. Great uh-huh. point. And now he's had four consecutive games and double figures. And you know what? When you realize, I think it points well taken, when, when you realize what your role is and the minutes that you're going to get instead of spot time and maybe cleanup time, but you're actually going to be a, a major player in rotation minutes, that makes a big difference. And then getting back to Mike Conley, you know, Thurl and, and Matt and I have talked a lot about that. It's an amazing thing to see a player who totally gets that it doesn't have to be the Memphis guard that he once was for 12 years, that he understands that Donovan will, will take the ball, bring it into front court, the same with Clarkson, the same with Joe at times. Um, and, and so – I think he, he gets it. He doesn't have to be the trigger man 24-7. He's off ball quite a bit, but when he is you know, running the show, he just gets it. And you look at his assists and you look at his shooting, and his three-point shot, too, has improved incredibly well. And I think that those are, those are all factors in all this. And it sounds simple, doesn't it? But in reality, good teams uh, kind of – I think play with that sixth sense, and there's a lot of that going on right right now, especially in the six-game winning streak. They they look good. They don't panic. I think DJ's another part of this. They may uh, get you know they, this 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 league is a game of runs, and we've seen that a lot. And the Jazz have built leads. They've let some of them fade, but yet they don't panic, and they're able to build them back and and win games and especially on the road. I mean they they're trying to establish, and they can with this homestand established home court dominance they played extremely well uh, on the road in fact what second best i think road road record in the nba behind the lakers so that's pretty impressive so i guess the thing that's still out there for all of us though is what happens when uh, a long athletic team comes in plays with a lot of energy and switches everything because that seems like the biggest hurdle for the Jazz to clear. And a lot of times, obviously, they haven't cleared it. I mean, we know about the playoff series with Houston and that kind of stuff. Well, is this the is this the conversation where you finally play Rudy and, and Derek Favors, you know, together for more than just spot minutes, but actually would Quinn uh, see the matchup and would he actually make a start or would you make a quick substitution 
to negate that, DJ? That's a great question. We're going to see it. The Lakers obviously are a big team in that regard. Philadelphia, uh, you know, the league is, I think, still kind of trending to just what the Jazz are doing, and that's pace and really you take the numbers off every player, not a point, not a shooting guard or a forward or what have you, except for Gobert, who's obviously a true center. But, you know, you're just a basketball player. But there's so many good bigs even in the 6'9 category, 6'10 category, that can shoot the three. But, um, you know, Favors has done, I think, what he was brought in here to do, and that's be the backup to Gobert, defend, rebound, get to offensive putbacks, and, you know, is he going to score a lot? Some nights, yes. Some nights, no. Is he going to play 14 to 20? Some nights, yes. Some nights, no. But I think he is the key moving forward, especially when you start playing more Western Conference teams. Uh, and there's a, there's a couple of teams with bigger, you know, bigger lineups. And Faves, I think, is going to play a role in that. When do I start to worry about Go- Gobert regressing at the free throw line? Well, how about now? Um, it's it's it, okay. he has regressed, and you know I don't know. Yesterday was a day of what was it? Uh, do what you need to do day. Uh, that's kind of what's going to happen throughout this year with the short schedule or the short days off in between these games when when players can go in and work on what they want to work on. But uh, PK. As you guys know, DJ, you know, there's a mental part of this, and you start to lose that first of two. The front end shot seems to be, you know, the one he's missing. And then, of course, it can cascade down. And last time I checked, around 48, 47%. And he was a 62 or 63% last year. So that's a drop off. And that, you know, he's going to be fouled, too. And that's something that, again, when, when he was a younger player, the Hackett Gobert, you know, kind of discussion that was uh, made, and he kind of was able to quell that with, with pretty good free throw percentage. Uh, he's going to have to improve that. There's no, no doubt because he's going to find himself at the free throw line a lot. Why? Because he plays at the rim, and players are going to put him to the line. That's just the way it is. So he's going to have to improve that. Um, and that's that's kind of stuck out a little bit, in fact, a lot right now. So it would be a big step to take, but it's a step that might be necessary at some point. Favors can make free throws. Is he going to have to close close games? Well, you know what? You, you, you brought up a point that hasn't been discussed yet, but at times, yeah, I, it's, it's something we saw when Derek was here the first time, uh, and it caused Rudy to question you know, what, why, and what was going on. But, you know, when you are going to be fouled in critical tight game situations, those are decisions Quinn, Quinn is going to have to make again. We saw it before. PK, I believe that that was a discussion point you guys had, and we, just, we talked about it uh, two years ago uh, when those two were still playing um, before the trade to New Orleans. So, you know, I guess we'll sit back and see. It's going to be up to Rudy to reestablish again. I don't think there's any panic. I, you know, Quinn's not the one to say that or ever indicate that. Uh, but yeah, in, in tight game situations, it could be an issue, and that's where Favors would come in and be a a more confident free throw shooter. And we saw that uh, when he was here the first time back. 
I think Denver is not nearly as good as they were last year. I think they lost some critical components led by Grant. And so they've slipped. Uh, You saw them the other night. What do you think? No, I'm with you. I mean, Torrey Craig, uh, you know, was a defender and a a good player. Um, And Jeremy Grant, right? Um, Yeah, those are two, I thought, big pieces that they did not hold on to. And... Look, Jokic is uh, one of the most interesting talents that you can find in the league uh, with passing, rebounding, three-point shooting, and and what led the uh, when we played them was leading the you know leading the league in assists at over 10, 10 plus a night. That's incredible for a seven-footer <clears throat> to see the floor that well and get his teammates involved. But yeah, there seemed to be a gap that the Jazz. What I'm seeing has a second unit that is not losing leads, and if they have, they're able to 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 rebound. PK, and what I saw with Denver was a the dependence on those two, Jamal Murray and uh, Jokic, is so extreme. They don't have a lot of punch after that first that first blast of offense, and uh, they lost they lost they lost that. Uh, you know, in the off season. So, uh, do they trade? Do they? You know, what do they do to 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 right the ship? Because they're they're they've got stars, obviously, but good teams, great teams, have the secondary unit that comes in and is able to hold leads. And I didn't see that with Denver the other night. We'll see them again, by the way, on on a Sunday night uh, in Denver at the end of the month. So, to win on the road in Denver, by the way, that's 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 a big one. That was a big win, and. Uh, you know, kind of established. I thought the Jazz again as as a as a player in the West and uh, made a statement for sure. Bowler, as always, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for coming on, guys. Always uh, have a good weekend. Uh, jazz tonight, which we were calling it, but uh, we'll be back at it Saturday. All right, we'll talk to you again next week. Take care, guys. Craig Bullerjack's weekly interview presented by University of Utah Health, trusted health care provider for the Utah Jazz family and yours. With 16 neighborhood health centers, U of U Health has a game plan for your family's care. Visit uofuhealth.org slash jazz.